Hello, I'm your host, Dave Tomasic, offering insights about people, places, and things that experience new beginnings. You are listening to On the Wind. New listener or seasoned patron, thank you for listening to On the Wind for August 2015, Season 5, Episode 51. Well, listeners, August and early September have been a doozy. Warm summer nights are typically the hallmark of August, and this August has lived up to that expectation in spades. I've been so busy that about the only time I get to absorb my pleasant surroundings is during a few minutes' relaxation on the front porch, enjoying nearly cloudless skies and warm breezes, August's best time of day. And because of the numerous number of consecutive warm nights and days, the dust behind the pickups has gotten really thick again. The rain I spoke of at the beginning of the last episode has not repeated until just before I began preparing this episode, and at that, not much has fallen. August was dry, and September is starting off the same. Luckily, most of the major crops are in, or are in the process of drying, so unless there is a crop-stripping hailstorm, my consulting customers are, for the most part, on track with their harvest. Hay, on the other hand, will not yield quite so much in the late cuttings due to the dry conditions. Hopefully, when the corn and beans are ready in mid-October, there won't be a repeat of last year's damp weather. Contrary to what you hear in the mass media these days, there is no predicting the weather accurately short of looking at the sky at any given moment to see what is afoot. Even the National Weather Service branch that prepares sensitive weather briefings for pilots only predict a few hours before the term outlook is used. And that is a euphemism for best guess. Having been involved with the workings of a farm production for the last year, I have come to fully understand that there are no unimportant jobs on a farm. As each link in a chain supports the function of every other link, all the jobs a farmer has to accomplish are of equal importance to the success of the farm. Tasks come in the gamut of skill levels, with the bulk of farm tasks falling in the physically challenging to monotonously repetitious. Yet, regardless of the task... Not doing one can put other efforts in jeopardy of yielding successful outcomes. Working out of a climate-controlled machine cab or filling out bid or order sheets at the desk usually are linked to important results. But a twice-daily cleaning of the manure collection, walking long fence lines, performing routine machine maintenance, or hand-feeding a newborn calf on a cold winter's night are no less important than anything else in the overall picture. And to be on call 24-7? Well... Again, my hat is off to the kind of person who chooses the farmer's life. Let me tell you people about a problem for sure. I'm talking about the problem of cow manure. It's definitely a substance that I absolutely deplore. Brown coats are typically followers of the Firefly TV series these days. Although lately, emptying a liquid manure lagoon that holds nearly a million gallons of waste that is repurposed as fertilizer can bring a new meaning to the term. Have you ever been driving along and can tell you are near a farm by the odor on the wind? Often there is lagoon emptying in progress. Except for the odor that one can quickly acclimate to, 
emptying the lagoon isn't so bad a job since it entails handling the materials at a distance. Except when a transport tank clogs. It's really messy when a tank clogs, and the only time you notice a clog is when it's full. Cleaning those clogs can lend new meaning to brown coat. I'm a prune slinging man. I got splatters on my cap. Uncle Jethro, I think you stepped in something. Life on the wind is not permanent. Everyone gets off for a while here and there, but there is also a final disembarkment. And so, there have been people to commemorate since the last episode aired. My nephew, who would have celebrated a birthday on September 4th, was taken by leukemia five years ago. And late on this September 6th, a guest speaker from On the Wind episode 18 and next-door neighbor, Rich Trank, was taken by brain cancer. My wife and I shared a beer at each occasion. Daryl and Rich were fond of sipping a cold one, and we could think of no better way to privately celebrate their lives than by sipping a brew that they would have enjoyed sharing with us in their better days on the wind. Farewell, boys, in your next lives. While on the topic of those who pass, another open car race driver, Justin Wilson, formerly of F1 and more recently of IndyCar driver fame, was struck on the head and killed by flying crash debris. Put off giving the pups, Addie and Rosie, my pair of standard poodles, their July and August haircuts. I do the grooming myself for two reasons. It saves a lot of money, and the dogs and I get to spend some quality time together. They get a bath, and a day or so later we go to the grooming table. I've had a permanent setup for decades. Long ago, when my great Pyrenees literally threw me across the front porch as I was attempting to trim her bear-sized claws, was my first lesson about grooming dogs on their level. A permanent professional grooming area was set up shortly after recuperating from that toss. With the correct equipment, grooming is really not that difficult. But I digress. Haircuts for two dogs that were looking a bit shaggy take some time. Addie is a big dog and needs nearly two hours of normal attention. Rosie can get by with a little more than an hour. The dogs know the routine and are very cooperative, for the most part. Addie is not so tolerant of clippers around her nose or feet. She prefers I use scissors. Rosie is less particular, yet trimming her front legs seems to be a bit of a challenge. Then there's the cleanup. When I go to the barber, everything cut from my head would barely cover the palm of my hand. The trimmings from a pair of standard poodles fills a five-pound wastebasket. I cut more hair from trimming one paw one time than gets cut from my head in a year. When all is done, the dogs look great and actually seem to enjoy their fresh appearance. I know, I do.
School is back in session, and my weekly breakfast with some of the guys I taught with is on again. Which, by the way, now includes Bill Powerhouse Shoes of episode 49. He had a great time this past summer following sports teams and managed to check off some sports venues from his bucket list. I don't envy those guys having to work in the schools. I was there for decades, and truthfully, I haven't missed it for one second since retiring. Reading, doing my consulting work, even just doing walkabout stuff is difficult if vision is not so good. My over-the-counter readers are not making it anymore, and add to the fact that my eyes have been changing rapidly for, hmm, the past year, has set me in motion. I haven't been to an ophthalmologist for over five years, so off to the doctor I went. My eyes were pronounced normally healthy for a 64-year-old. That observation was a relief. I think. I do have the beginnings of cataracts, which would be uncommon if I didn't. Being in the early stages of cataract development, I have a few years to address the issue. The bottom line, then, is I need a well-fitted pair of glasses. That means now I'm off to the optometrist for the first time in, let's hear it, decades. There the doctor measured me for corrective lenses. It seems that now I may have to give up my over-the-counter cheaters for a prescription that addresses my eyes condition specifically and... Bifocals have entered my repertoire of life tools. I'm not happy about this, but it beats headaches and the inability to detect visual details I need and want. Life is a compromise, even on the wind. And with that revelation, this episode is concluded. Don't forget to visit the show notes page for more stories and links. Leave your impressions on the make a comment link at onthewind.podbean.com. On the Wind subscriptions are available through iTunes and all other major RSS feed services. Links to the show notes and Facebook page are on the Podbean host site. Comments and suggestions are always welcome and can be sent to onthewind at outlook.com or from the links in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Until next month, keep flying. And remember, your next move is already on the wind.